no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bay Citrus. On today's show, we preview the week eight matchup against the Chargers and much, much more. What's happening, Perez? Hey, man, I'm good, Dub. How you doing, bro? I'm hanging in here, man. Listen, man, we got Friday Junior over here, man. That's what I call Thursdays, and uh, I, I can't wait for the weekend, bro. We, You and I, we got some jam-packed stuff here covering on the Chicago State of Mind side, which I'm excited about. But hey, audience, we about to hit you guys with the Chicago Bears Chargers preview. And this matchup here, A-Dub, my goodness. We going to Lala. Eight-point underdogs, bro. Mercy. You know, the Bears don't get no respect in this world, man, even after a victory, bro. Well, I mean, A-Dub, let's, let's be honest now. I mean, that was a victory against the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, we was all happy about it, but let's be honest. Those are fucking Raiders, y'all. So. <laughs> hey, man, look. They be out there giving us reality checks like, hey, look. Yep. Y'all smash the Raiders. Good for you all, but um, you got a bigger opponent ahead of you. Yeah, and also, too, primetime. Like, what y'all going to do now, primetime Bears? Lately, primetime has not been our friend. Nah, it hasn't been. Well, Doug, like I said, man, we 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 always say any given Sunday, so you know we'll see what happens. But again, you you brought up a good point about the Chargers. Don't be fooled by that two and four record. That is a very talented team, a really loaded offense. They just been underperforming this season. Like they just can't play a complete game, or something just seems to happen to where they just can't get over the hump. And I'm quite sure they want to get back on the right track against the Chicago Bears. I mean, this is a team right now, like I was saying with that offense, bro, they ain't even been able to score much. And I know that they lost Mike Williams for the season, but I'm like, they still got Keenan Allen over there. They still got Josh Palmer. They still got the rookie Quentin Johnston that they're barely using the first rounder. I'm like, y'all got Austin Eckler. Like, what, what are we doing over here? So it's like, they've just been struggling, man. And so honestly, <laughs> for me, I'm looking at our chances and I'm like, hey, maybe we're getting these guys at a good time, man. They're on a two-game losing streak. Right timing for the Bears, potentially, even though we're on the road. Sometimes you catch a good team where they're not playing so well and they're in the slump. You want to try to keep them there, right? So to your point, man, this may be a good time. I think that's going to be a big part of it, though, A-Dub, is just really making sure that the game plan that they had against the Raiders, not that they have this, a similar game plan because, you know, teams will adapt to you and what they've seen you put on film. Right. But what I would like to see Luke Getze do is just make sure we're continuing to do the things that make Tyson comfortable. Make sure you take as much pressure off of him as you can, right? Those are the things that I'm looking to do, right? You and I will get into our keys to victory later. But for me, high-level overview. I just hope the game plan is one that we're not just sitting here watching this thing and shaking our head like, what the fuck are you doing, right? That we've done so many times over the last couple of seasons here with Luke Getze. Absolutely, Perez. And it's always about setting your quarterback up for success. I mean, his first role game as a starter, you want to mm -hmm. do the right by this kid. And you don't want to, you know, put him in a tough spot like you're saying. But at the end of the day, man, Lugetti also got to be willing to make adjustments, man, and do the right thing. So 
you know, how it go with game planning. Things doesn't work out that way. They decided to checkmate you on that. You wouldn't make adjustments. Yeah, that's the name of the game in the NFL is adjustments. And so, like, you'll, we'll definitely see there. Well, A-Dub, we might have Braxton Jones returning from IR. And, again, not going to take any shots at Larry Bourne, but <laughs> I've been basically patiently waiting for Braxton Jones to come back. And I think, man, if, if we can get him back to help solidify that left side of the line, hey, man, the offensive line has been balling for the most part, right? And so you get that guy coming back there and replaces the, the perceived weak link in Borough, hey, man, that's going to bode well for our chances going up against that Chargers defense, bro. We know who's over there. Ooh, you know, your boy Khalil Mack and co, man. They definitely come in. They come hunting season for them. But anyhow, man, it's just good to have uh, – Braxton Jones come back because, you know, man, we definitely can use him. And he's been a big part of uh, what the Bears have been able to accomplish on the O-line. We did see some mishaps with him earlier in the season, but we just hopefully hopefully that he's back to who he is and be able to definitely show what he's capable of doing on his O-line. So salute to him if you're able to give it a go and come back fully healthy and don't have any crazy rust on him. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Functionality, as Matty Berflus mentioned, right? We got to be able to see that, hey, man, that's a neck injury that he's returning back from. That's nothing to fuck around about. So right. he's got to have that full functionality. But then conditioning is also something that you want to know which your player that's missed four games. Conditioning is always a big key. You got to be in great shape to do that. And I commend any player that plays on the O-line because you're going through a lot of work right there. But I just hope that Braxton Jones is fully prepared for something like that. Yeah, man, we'll definitely see. Um, Justin Fields update. Now, obviously, we know that Tyson's going to get the start here on Sunday, but it looks like Justin Fields is kind of gearing up for a week nine return, though. He is QB1. We will welcome back. In my mind, I still think he's QB1. However, I think there's got to be some urgency on Justin's part, obviously, to make sure that he's guarding against any sort of a long-term issue with the thumb, but also in the back of his mind, having to realize that <laughs> the longer he sits out, the more noise and chatter is out there about that job. And you know that's going to come with it. If Tyson, Bajent continue to have good success with the Chicago Bears, we know a lot of fans are going to be chanting Tyson's name, right? And what happens is, if you're Justin Fields, you wonder where you left that. And I think coming back and playing well when you come back, that's going to be a big key right there. So a lot could be hanging on this game hanging on this game here, week eight, with Tyson Bajent, right? It could either... Right, and my whole thing is this. Like, I keep telling people, it's like, hey, listen, I'm just glad that we got a capable backup in here, but everybody loves the backup quarterback, as we all know. Yeah. When it comes to Justin Fields, we just keep hearing the gripping of the football, right? And it makes sense. If you can't grip the fucking football, then you're not going to be able to throw the ball. You don't need to be out there. You're I just ready. think, though, it's going to be a combination of Justin getting that thumb right, the functionality of that thumb, but then also blocking out that outside noise. Because you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation if you're not ready. If I was Justin Fields, I would probably tell him or tell myself, hey, stay on social media. <laughs> you know, don't let that force you to come back too soon where you're not effective and you hurt the team more. So I think you got to consider that part of it, Perez, because you're right. It can play on you mentally if you're worried about the chance and all that stuff. I mean, let's just be honest here, man. He's had two and a half seasons here in Chicago. It's been uneven, right? There's been a lot of losing streaks, not putting it all on him. But at the same time, Tyson's playing well. And the human aspect always will come in. I mean, think about putting it in your standpoint, AW, your job, right? You got somebody to come in, you're out for a week or two, and they're killing your fucking role while you've been out. 
Right. People be sitting over there like, yeah, whatever happened to that Kenny guy? Kenny's really good. <laughs> you go sit over here like, man, fuck Kenny, man. I've been doing this shit for two and a half years. Right, right. <laughs> fucked up around here too, by the way. <laughs> and I know, and I know people been having their little jokes because they, they when they showed a little picture of Tyson Beijing in the locker room getting the game ball and Justin standing up behind him and Justin kind of looking over his shoulder a little bit. And I'm like, y'all doing Justin dirty, man. Justin was clapping for him. He was being a good teammate, but I mean, he's a competitor. You would be too. Nobody wants their job taken from them. I remember years ago. Joe Montana made a comment about Steve Young. He was like, he's a backup because I wanted to keep him there. You know, so we can talk about all about who's QB1 and all that stuff, man. But at the end of the day, you're right, Perez. They are competitors, man. I know Justin Fields want to go out there and perform and show the rest of the world why he deserves to be QB1. Agreed. Now, going back to Tyson right now, he's making his second start. I think that against the Chargers, we're going to have to see him shoulder a little bit more of the workload than he did against the Raiders. You got to realize this is a tough Chargers team. And you and I talked about despite the record. Hey, this team coming, they got a lot of good weapons on their team on the defensive side. And also, they can be explosive offensively, potentially. And we know what they have. Not only just Khalil Mack, but Bosa. They got a capable secondary. So my thing is this. <laughs> this is an animal that he hasn't seen yet. Now, I know a lot of us have been very, very high on what he's shown us so far. But this is going to be a major test for him. Major test. Yeah, you hit it good on the head, man. You break up Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, then you add Morgan Fox into the mix as well. These guys are hunting season when they come down to pass rushing, and it's going to take a lot for Tyson to show that, hey, he's more than just a game manager. Well, it's just crazy, like, looking at this matchup and seeing the Chargers have the same number of wins as us because we've been stuck in this fucking rebuild for what it seems, I don't know, fucking years now. <laughs> and when you look at the Chargers – they were kind of setting up to be like a, a championship kind of team, right? They were right. They, they were gearing up for that, right? If you look at the roster, they had this win-now type of mentality. So it just seems like, man, like, <laughs> you got two coaches here that definitely got to be on the hottest of hot seats, hey, Doug? It's just going to be tough, man. And um, with that, you want to rack up as many wins as you can to save your job. And you know how it is, man. When it comes down to teams underperforming, one of the first people to go is the head coach. Well, and not only just the head coach, but his coaching staff. And and we already know how we felt about Matt Eberflus. I mean, when all that bullshit was going on, I was calling for a job. Most people in this city were calling <laughs> for a job. But honestly, Dub, I'm still kind of looking at him like, hey, man, uh, to me, you've done a good job with this defense. But I'm still looking at this team right now like, um, <laughs> what's going on over here? So uh, nothing has changed for me, hey, Dub, when it comes to Matt Eberflus. I mean, it all centers around winning. You got to win. And that's what it comes down to, man, results. If you're not getting the results, people are saying, hey, you got to go. You and your coaching staff, right? So that's what it all boils down to with him. But I just hope that, you know, he's able to turn some things around to protect his job. But right now, it hasn't been a good season thus far. So I teased a second ago the game plan against the Chargers. We need Tyson to shoulder a little bit more of the workload going against the Chargers. Now, some of the things that I really liked that they did last week, A-Dub, was the fact that I liked that they called plays where Tyson was getting the ball out quick. I liked the fact that they leaned on the running game, and I hope that they still do that against the Chargers on Sunday because Dr. Foreman has been dealing. And even if Roshan Johnson does come back this week, I still think that Dr. Foreman has to be your starter running back because he has shown you, listen, y'all, before, before y'all start commenting, he has shown us that he deserves a shot here. Roshan Johnson is going to be the future. You know, they didn't draft this kid to be sitting here, you know, you know, rotting on the bench. But however, right now in this present situation, 
It's got to be Foreman out there battling, helping Tyson Bajan in this offense. But I think the quick throws are going to be some things that I'm going to be really hoping that they continue to incorporate in that matchup against the Chargers because it's going to be important to make sure that we're keeping them off of balance, especially with that pass run. Like we've said with Bosa, Khalil Mack coming off those edges. Come on now. That's not even going to be a test for your boy Darnell Wright, but Braxton Jones coming back from injury. Oh, yes, Prez. He's definitely going to be quick with the rifle, man, because you're right. That pass rush is coming hunting for him, man. If he can get the ball out and the wide receivers um, and tight ends are ready for, for those passes, man, in the right position, that definitely would take a lot of Tyson Bay Gent. But that's what he's going to need to continue to do, man. We saw some flashes up there, of course, last game. And you know that the Chargers are going to throw a lot of different things at Tyson, right? They're going to give him some different looks. So the running game, if the Chargers decide to try to take that away from us, okay, then it's going to be on Tyson to see what he got. If they can continue to get five yards of pop running the football, there's no way you go away from doing that shit. And you can run the football effectively, Perez. You saw what they did last week against the Raiders. You get the shoe on the clock, man. And that's always good when you keep that Chargers team off the field, man. So if we able to do that, move the ball that way, Perez, run it effectively, man, that's a plus for the Chicago Bears. And it all starts with, hey, getting some positive yards on that first down. They able to continue doing that, man. You just never know what may happen in this game. But I just feel like with this Chargers defense, they give up a lot of passing yards. So there's an opportunity in this game for the Bears' offense to push the ball down the field more than they did against the Raiders, right? And that's the thing. It's yeah. like, okay, Getty, I don't want you getting crazy, but I do want this kid to be given an opportunity to push the ball down the field when it makes sense to do so. And you think about Tyson Bajent in the area. We didn't see a lot of that pushing the ball down the field no. against the Raiders. But you're right. In this case here, I'm quite sure the Chargers looking at the film like we are, right? They want to see what this kid really can do. Like, hey, he had one start. They done well. He matched the game. Let's see if he can take full control of the game and take some shots downfield and make some things happen. So they want to test the kid out and see what he's capable of. And listen, we're we, we ready for it. We're here for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things that, for me, I see a prime opportunity for Tyson Beijing to take that next step in his development. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a rookie quarterback only in his second game in the National Football League. But listen, bro, I think if anybody can pull it off, it is this kid. Yeah, the kid is playing with a lot of confidence. The kid is ready, man. And um, I like that about him, that he has that type of ability and go out there and try to be effective. I want to get into the injury report just a little bit, right? I think it's important for us to just kind of keep this top of mind. This injury report, man, when I was looking at that shit earlier today, Dub, I was like, God damn, this thing is like, it's crowded. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that, remember that show, MASH? It right. Like, <laughs> it's shit like MASH unit out here right now. I'm like, good Lord. I mean, obviously we knew Justin is probably leaning towards not playing. He's week to week. But then Jaquan Brisker, two days in a row, he has a practice. Out with an illness. Nate Davis having practice again. Not going to really go too much into that one. <laughs> now, on the good news, because I feel like we got to get some good news out there. Roshan Johnson has been a full participant in practice. So, obviously, he's starting to progress from that concussion. So, that's really good. Darnell Wright was a limited participant. He's been battling that shoulder injury that we've been talking about him for the last couple episodes here. So, it's a good sign there. He's, he's basically gearing up to play in this game. Eddie Jackson, who I was really worried that had re-aggravated that injury and might have missed multiple weeks, he's trending towards playing Sunday. Really good news there. And obviously, we talked about Braxton Jones returning off the IR. 
So we got some some good news, at least in that instance, but it's just a lot of names on this fucking injury report. Now, on the Chargers side, we know with Justin Herbert, it's been an uneven season for him. He's been playing with that fractured finger. His passing yards, the last three games, they've been well below his normal. So obviously, you know, this, this injury, he's gotten his way through it, but it's definitely hampering him, and it's probably a reason why their offense has underperformed because their quarterback is not able to get the ball out like he normally is. But for practice-wise, he was a full participant this week. Same thing with Austin Eckler, who's battled some injuries this season. Gerald Everett, their tight end, who I kind of thought would pose a matchup issue with us, he didn't practice. He's dealing with a little bit of a hip injury. That's going to be one to monitor because he's kind of trending that he may not even play in the game on Sunday, a Ooh, we he doesn't play? You're right. They're missing a weapon for sure. And they got a lot of key players that you talked about, Perez, who are banged up. So coming to a game to where this Bears defense has been playing tough as it's been lately, I mean, it's going to be a hard game for them, man. So I have to say for Chargers fans, just hope you guys are ready. You brought up Khalil Mack's name earlier. He showed up on the injury report. He didn't practice today. I'm sure he is more than willing and likely to play on Sunday. And, you know, he's going to be a little juiced up going against his former team. <laughs> oh, absolutely going to be juiced up and ready to play against the Bears, man. I mean, you understand you get traded. You know, you always want to get back at, the, at your former team, you know, and you want to show those guys what they're probably missing, right, now that you're gone. So, of course, I'm quite sure he's going to do that. And, you know, with Killeel Mack, you know, being in Chicago, he's playing for us, for us. He was on that list all the time, you know, but he ended up playing the games anyway. So you're right. It could be just a, a good rest day for him to bring his A game on Sunday. And then Josh Palmer, I talked about him briefly. He's a guy that they're looking for to be a compliment to Keenan Allen in that passing game. And also Johnston, the rookie from TCU. We haven't seen much from him, but he's also someone that I'm looking at in this game that we could potentially may see break out a little bit. However, when it comes to Josh Palmer, he didn't practice today with a knee injury. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. But to the point that we were making earlier in this show, this Chargers offense has underperformed. And this matchup is going to be very important to make sure that we're still keying in on these guys. Keenan Allen, hey, that's a target king over there. It's going to be really, really dope to see him and Jalen Johnson going head up against each other on Sunday night. Man, look, Jalen Johnson is riding high right now, Prince. <laughs> You pay, want spoke, pay the man right now. You want to get paid. But definitely, if you want to solidify that payment, you're going against another very good wide receiver in the game right now against Keenan Allen. If you can go out there and show that you can hold him in check, here's another opportunity to show that. I know I talked about the fact that Justin Herbert is dealing with that finger injury and that he hasn't looked like the same Justin Herbert. Don't get it twisted on this. This man's still a threat back there. He's still a bad man. And again, I talked about Keenan Allen, right? He's still got a weapon there. They still got Austin Eckler in that backfield. Even Josh Kelly backing up Austin Eckler because even Josh Kelly last week, he ripped off a big-time run. So my thing is, this is an offense that you cannot take for granted. I know our defense, A-Dub, as of late, has been dealing again, though. This Chargers defense is a different beast. And if they can put it all together, it's one that, to give us some problems on Sunday. Yeah, you hit it on the head, man. A lot of games the Bears lost thus far this season is because those pass rushers able to get pressure on the quarterback. And in this game here, you know, that's another possibility of happening again to the Chicago Bears. And Tyson Bajan can find himself, you know, dealing with some, some of the best pass rushers in the game coming for him, man. Looking at the Bears' defense, they've done a really good job of holding opposing teams in passing yards. But like I said, with this matchup against the Chargers, I'm not too confident that we're going to be able to contain them. I'm hopeful that they do. 
Because when I look at this offensive line for the Chargers, man, they got that kid, Rashad Slater, a local product here from Northwestern, who would have looked damn good in the Bears uniform, by the way. But he's been a rock. He's been a rock for the Chargers. And for the Bears' pass rush, which we know is going to be very important, right? It's going to be very vital for us to get pressure on Herbert. Well, this is a key piece of preventing the Bears to get after the quarterback. And this is somebody right here that has been super consistent for the Chargers. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that guy on our O-line as well, man. And um, you got to salute to a kid that's out there battling the way he's been playing and how he's been performing in the trenches, man. Got to give it to him. But what that does for the Chicago Bears is it puts a lot of pressure on your defense to make plays. And he is a problem on that O-line for any defensive end trying to come through or get through. So it's going to be very important for our Bears team to really bring that A game. I'm hoping players like Walker, you get back there and cause some problems for Herbert. But it's going to be a tough task, man. This ain't going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. And like I said, I look at Slater as being that guy that the Chargers can basically run the football behind. And any sort of big play – it looks like it probably is going to be on that side of the field. And that, mm-hmm. that's just the way that I see it with a guy like that. He's dominant. And, uh, you know, the rumors about in Guacque, you know, about the fact that he's good at pass rushing and not so great at, you know, stopping the run. But if he make any mistakes, man, I'll tell you right now, man, they'll make him pay. So I think it's really going to be important for these guys on defense to be able to read what's really going on. All right, A-Dub, man, hit us on one of your keys to victory, bro. One of my keys to victory press is you talked a little bit about the secondary, right? And what we got to do to contain some of these wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You watch the Chargers, man. They get a lot of big plays, man. And that what fuels them. I think it's going to be important that our secondary do a good job at slowing down Kenny Allen. I'm not saying we're going to stop him, Perez. He's going to get catches. You know, the other guy, Palmer, is going to get catches as well. The thing is, you don't want these guys getting big plays, right? That's what you got to slow down right there. The Bears can minimize those big plays and also is what is fight. What is also what helps that Chargers team roll. That's what fused them. I mean, I think that's a good key just in the sense that I talked about it already. Kenan Allen's special. The connection that him and Justin Herbert have, the last couple of seasons, they've just been cooking. And I think that, honestly, in this matchup, it worries me a little bit. I have ultimate confidence in Jalen Johnson. But we also got a rookie corner opposite of him. Yes. And mm-hmm. so let's just say, for instance, Jalen's doing his job over there on Canaan. Oh, Palmer's there. Yep. Johnston's there, right? And so, again, it's just we have a lot of competing things. We also get Eckler, who's really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And that's something else we got to focus in on. They've got a motor to the way they play. And you see those team, that team play. You look at, you said, Keenan Allen, the big plays he's got. You look at Palmer, the big plays he's got. Eckler as well, you know, at the backfield. A catch from those guys, yards at the catch, they can just fly down the field. So you got to be very careful with that and understanding that, hey, these guys are explosive. No, I think that's a really good key because, again, this is an offense, man, and I just think that we haven't seen its best yet. And right. my fear is I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do they have their breakout game against us, right? And that's kind of right. the thing that I'm fearing, and I hope that's not the case. But honestly, they, they got a really talented offense, so we just haven't seen the best of what they can do. Now, obviously, on, on my standpoint, the running game continued to be dominant. That's low-hanging fruit. I don't even want to talk about that because we all know at this point that we get off the bus running the fucking football here. That's Chicago. That's what we do. Right. I think my main key is going to be what I mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyson Bajent pushing that ball down the field. Luke Gessie's got to 
he's going to have to put some faith in this kid that he can make plays down the field. Whether that's the DJ Moore, your boy Money Mo, Tyler Scott, getting Cole commit more involved in the offense. Last week, we had to have Cole commit more in to block to help out against the pass rush. But I'm hoping that this week we can see Cole commit, get some targets there, because that's going to really help Tyson in the floor of that offense. Because you hit it early about Tyson Bajan and the fact that he's going to have more responsibility. And where you were going, what you were talking about, right, hitting those other guys, right, hitting a money moon, hitting a cold commit. When it comes down to how Chargers played on defense in the past game, how teams have been able to light them up a little bit, I look at the fact of what they have been able to do in scramble drill. I look at a guy like Tyson Bajan. When it comes down to scramble, what are you going to do? How effective are you going to be with passing the football downfield? And that's why I look at what Tyson Bajan. When you roll out, when you get out there, because they're going to bring the heat. It's going to come, Perez. There's no hiding there. There's no ducking that. How do you perform in that area? Even folks talked about this, Perez, weeks ago, about something they need to do better at in general. So now this is a team that you're going against now that's going to apply pressure. How do you definitely deal with that? Yeah, I mean, the thing for me is just this Chargers defense is going to be more disruptive than what we saw with the Raiders last week. Yep. And I think that we're going to have to show them a little bit more from a passive standpoint than what we did against the Raiders. I thought the game plan against the Raiders was very basic, but it worked. Tyson executed well. He got the ball out, didn't make mistakes. He did what was asked of him. I think right. this week, though, he's going to have to do more. We got very talented guys on this offense. And I think that they have the opportunity to really excel and do some damage if given the opportunity to do so. And it's going to be Tyson's job to deliver these guys the football. And like I said, if he could get that ball down the field vertically, we may have a chance to shock some people there on Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. What's your last key, man, before we get out of here? Red zone defense, Perez, is my last key, man. If the Bears can do a good job in the red zone to slow down that offense, because I do know the Chargers, they get down there, bro, it's almost like they about to get ready to score, man. But if the Bears <laughs> can hold up and slow that they can slow this team down and force them to kick field goals, that's mm -hmm. a plus for the Bears right there, Perez. So, Because I do know and I feel like the Chargers are going to be able to move the football sometimes, bro. And that's just what, who they are, you know? But when you get down there, can you make a good stand? Now, if the Bears can do that, bro, that'll be good for them. Yeah, if the Bears can definitely stand strong in red zone and bend and don't break and force the Chargers to kick field goals, put them in good shape of being able to steal this game. Hey, man, like I said earlier, man, when it comes to stopping them, it's going to be a group effort. And it's yep. going to come down to not just Jalen. We're going to need Tyreek. We're going to need Kyler. We're going to need Jaquan Brisker. And shit, if Eddie Jackson's back, we're going to need all these guys to be a part of that secondary that's really neutralizing things. And I said earlier, right, getting some pressure off the Herbert would be ideal because the guy's playing with an injury. He's already kind of struggled to get the ball to his weapons. So if you're putting a little pressure on him, you're giving him something else to think about, right? And so that's one of the things that for me, when you talk about that red zone defense, that's another component of it. I'm hoping that we continue to see Matt Eberflus putting pressure on these opposing teams. And the good thing, Chris, you brought up earlier is our defense, how it would have been playing. I like that part of it. I like what Eberflus has been able to do lately. But, man, this is posing another challenge for us right here. And this is the Chargers right now. It's a big test for the Bears to show what they're able to do on the defensive side of the ball. We already know with Justin Herbert, man, he's a pure pocket passer, right? Yep. Like, that's what he does. So if we let him just sit back there in that pocket and he start getting comfortable, it's game over. So that's why I'm saying for me, when I look at the key that you gave and, and kind of what I've been thinking when it comes to this matchup, I want chaos to be <laughs> created. I want chaos. And I think we could do it, man. 
I think if the front four is not getting there, then bring that fucking heat off that blitz. I don't give a fuck where it comes from, but we need to bring the chaos. And I like the fact of seeing Brisker, you know, take some chances at blitzing. I love that I, part that's, of the game. That's if he, that's if he plays. We'll yeah, if he plays. Yeah, exactly. I hope he plays for us. Yep. But you're right. If he doesn't play, hope someone else willing to do it. Eddie Jackson, if you're playing, I hope you're able to do it, man. But next man up mentality. So got to be prepared, be ready for something like that. But I like the fact that Edifus is willing to mix things up. And he's going to need to do that against Herbert. Mm -hmm. Can't get that guy the same look, Perez. You're right. He will kill you in the pocket. Because once it's checkmate, it's checkmate. <laughs> so the Bears will have to continue to do a good job at working through that. I like the old saying back in the day, curtains. It'll be curtains. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hope it's not that. My last key before we get out of here. I talked about Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, right? I don't even have to talk to you guys about these guys and their resumes, what they're about. These guys bring it. <laughs> and this is going to be a big-time matchup for our offensive line. If Braxton Jones returns, obviously Darnell Rice trending towards playing, this is going to be a big test for the rook over there at right tackle, and it's going to be an even bigger test for Tyson Bates' blind side with Braxton Jones. I mean, you talk about two premier elite pass rushers. Yeah. And – this is going to be an important test because, as I mentioned with Tyson, I want him to push the ball down the field more. I want him to, to take more control of this offense. Well, if they're pressuring him and giving him looks that he hasn't seen, it could be a long day for him if the pass protection breaks down. And we have seen games this season where our pass pro has been god-awful. And so this matchup here against the Chargers is going to be a big test, A-Dub, to ensure that we can keep the quarterback upright and it'll give him the time to make the plays that we need him to make for us to be successful on Sunday. Absolutely. What we don't want to see is Khalil Mack teeing off on his kid, man. No, we saw no, Khalil Mack no. get six sacks, bro, bro, against the Raiders. We can't have that happening, man. We cannot have that happening right there. So it's going to be important. You're right. The Braxton Jones of the world to be able to, man, protect the quarterback. So it's going to be important. Now, O-line got a big, te big test for them. This week, they got to play their best game of the season because, as you mentioned, Khalil Mack, and I know he didn't live up to the expectations here in Chicago during his four seasons, but he is still that dude. He is still a physical, imposing force in the defense. And I tell you one thing, man, I wouldn't mind having him on this team right now. But anyway, you know, we can't probably <laughs> spoil milk. But honestly, man, if I'm Tyson Beijing, I'm keeping my eye on 52 because you know he's going to keep coming. This is a game that you talked about earlier. It's against the Chicago Bears, a former team. This is Oof. what you want to do, man. You want to get out there after the quarterback. You want to put some hits on the quarterback. That's just part of the game. But I just hope that Chicago Bears are ready for that challenge, man. It's going to take more than one guy to try to slow down a Khalil Mack. All right, man. What's your score prediction for week eight against the Chargers, son? The Bears get the victory 28-24. Yes, I'm going with the upset. Ooh, A-Dub getting a little crazy, y'all. You getting a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking over there? What you drinking over there, A-Dub? Hey, man, we'll be drinking water right now. They need to check that water out there where he live at. I don't know what he drinking, y'all. I don't know yeah. what he drinking. <laughs> Dude, A-Dub, I love your enthusiasm. And, brother, I so hope that you're right. But I'm going the opposite direction this week. The things that I talked about, I talked about this Chargers offense, bro. And I'm worried that Jaquan Briscoe potentially may not play. And that concerns me. And so I have the Chargers winning 31 to 21. I think that the offense, I think they're going to show a little something, something. But I think our defense is going to take a couple steps back. I hope I'm wrong. But that's just kind of what I'm seeing here. And listen, if you look at the line from DraftKings, they have the Bears as an eight-point road underdog, right? Yep. So 
just think about it. I mean, the Bears have always been underdogs. I mean, when you, when you look at Vegas, Vegas has never believed in the Bears, and, you know, we haven't really given them any reasons to believe in us. But I just think in this game here, man, Chargers at home, the Chargers with a quarterback that's been slumping, that's probably looking to get off the schneid. You got a head coach in Brandon Staley who's on the hot seat, who if he loses to the Chicago Bears, man, you, what, what does that look like for his chances of keeping his damn job? <laughs> Hey, Fred, it's like almost a must-win game for them, man. Otherwise, oh, hell yeah. Oh, they're going to take yeah. a lot of heat. A lot of heat they lose against Chicago Bears. But you know what? Dub is all for it, baby. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for it, too. But what I'm trying to tell you, A-Dub, is that this man right here, he's a defensive-minded head coach. What you think he going to do with a rookie quarterback, A-Dub? That's what I'm just trying yeah. to get you to realize. Yeah. Man, he coaching for his life right now. <laughs> Just Absolutely. like Matt Eberflus. Just like you see the way Matt Eberflus been turning up the heat. See, both of these coaches are desperate right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't think Staley, man, he ain't no coming back if he loses to the Bears. Well, you know that you've been hearing the noise that you've been underperforming all season. Hey, look, you don't want that noise hitting your doorstep saying, hey, we're looking to replace you as a head coach and all that stuff. So you're right. A lot at stake for the Chargers. Listen, the, the key word here for both of these coaches are expectations. One yep. coach had major expectations. The other coach, people were just looking for Just show us a sign. Show us something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he still couldn't do that. So my thing is, both of these coaches right now, man, are on the hot seat. Brandon Staley, I honestly feel like that fan base is ready to get him up out of there, man. So one loss yeah. against the Bears changes everything. But a win can kind of maybe put them back into a, a decent position. Any right. given Sunday, as we all know. Yeah, I hope it's any given Sunday in Bears' favor, but you're right, Perez. All the odds kind of favor the Chargers, man. It's a lot right on this game for them. I'll tell you what, they boy. If Tyson Beijing pulls off a road upset victory on Sunday, Ooh. Justin, you better <laughs> you better be in Hallis Hall at 4 a.m. that next morning, and you better be on that road to play in week <laughs> nine. That's all I can say. Absolutely, Perez. Absolutely. Hey, look. If Tyson pulled this off, man, stock rising for sure, baby. You're going to hear about it all day long, all week, Justin, whether you want to hear it in person or through social media. You're going to hear about it, man. Tyson Bajent, that name is going to be ringing bells all the way through the week. Through that, man. Well, listen, man, audience, we appreciate you guys for checking out the show and for your continued support of what we do over here. Thank you guys for making us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We always said, man, without you guys, Man, we just two guys over here talking to dead air, man. So we appreciate it. We love all you guys. For now, we are out. On to L.A. Let's get that dub.